Greetings, game music lovers. I'm Bed Ross. I'm Prof Jeff. I'm Carlos. And you're listening to Very Good Music. A VGM podcast. podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Jeff, we, we know how you've been doing. Um, what are some what are some good things from uh, from life lately that you would like to share? <laughs> oh, it's still me. Yeah, let's just let's just not talk about me. <laughs> okay, that's all right. How about you, Carlos? <laughs> Carlos, how have you been doing? Yeah, I've been doing pretty good. Um, podcast wise, um, pretty busy with uh, my podcast, Heroes Three. We're currently. Uh, talking about the works of Bruce Lee, which is a pretty big deal <laughs> in uh, Hong Kong cinema and actually just cinema yep. in general. So um, I've been. I have heard of him. Yeah, I think some people <laughs> have heard of him. Um, and but it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's something. Uh, so many times with Heroes Three, uh, just kind of stuff that I've already liked, but then I'm kind of going in and really kind of taking an academic look at this stuff and learning a lot of fun facts and uh really enjoying it so that's that's been me pretty much lately creatively drawing some stuff here and there i've got some fun things that i've been working on but yeah i've been pretty pretty good happy to be here this is really exciting yeah i'm excited to have you guys could have a list of all the fighting games bruce lee has been in Oh yeah, we we actually did a an episode, a one-off before we really got into the his films and I'll keep this short, but um no, go ahead, man. It's all I was actually, about I uh, had a question along these lines too, so this is good. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. It's it's all about Bruce Lee analogs in 
video games. So yeah. I went and I did a lot of homework and basically cataloged, like, chronologically uh, a lot of notable games that feature either feature Bruce Lee or a Bruce Lee alike, you know? <laughs> and that's been really fun. Now, did you uh, did you mention Hitmonlee from Pokemon? Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I need to, I need to go check that one out. I um I'm aware of some, of course. Liu Kang and Fei Long jump out. Yeah, of course. Uh, oh, Fei yeah, Long Liu especially Kang. is so on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I that was going to be my question actually. I saw a post in one of our discords recently about uh oh how some rumor about Fei Long is apparently not true. What what's going on with that? I wasn't aware of any rumor about Fei Long. Um yeah, I can talk about that a little bit. That's kind of like I don't know. That's kind of like some internet. Uh, gossip discourse well uh, so one of the composers from street fighter 5 he was hosting a live stream and was doing kind of a sort of q a and um i guess somebody asked him a question about characters he would like to compose tracks for and one of the characters he said was fei long because he really likes fei long and he got kind of into the weeds about um Stuff that I already am pretty aware of, well, the, the Lee family that kind of hold, you know, court over Bruce Lee in pop culture and media, um, they're historically pretty protective about his image and how he's portrayed mm-hmm. in things. And any time something kind of gets out there that is kind of without their blessing, they're pretty... Um, about that (laughs) and um yeah so uh what what happened was he he kind of got into that subject a little bit where he's talking about the family being protective and i guess his quote was like kind of taken out of context and people because he's he was a uh, one of the composers for street fighter 5 people kind of ran with it and said capcom said that bruce lee will never be in a Street Fighter game, or Fei Long won't be in a Street Fighter game because of Bruce Lee's likeness. And that was, you know, there was no definite statement. And it wasn't <laughs> from Capcom. It was from a composer who worked under contract for Capcom. And you yeah. can imagine how that gets, especially when uh, websites are looking for people to click the link of their news story. <laughs> of course. Yep. Yeah. So that's yep. kind of jumped around this past week. <laughs> okay cool it would be really cool to have you guys on for a fighting game episode because that's another topic about which you two are uh, infinitely more experienced and probably knowledgeable than i am but that's not what we're talking about this time we're, we're talking about another such topic that i had actually been thinking about doing for a while mm-hmm. and then i thought uh jeff that you might want to do it with me and then i thought well you know what carlos kind of he knows about this too. I think it might have come up when we were doing our big chat about comic books um, or yeah. comic book characters in a fighting game with Daryl and Alex over on uh, VGM Fight Club. But somehow we we got uh, we got the two of you roped in, and except for that opener that everybody just heard, you guys are picking all of our songs this episode. Uh, so yeah, what are we going to be talking about? Chantaramata. <laughs> oh man yeah i i'm 
I'm pretty hype. Um, there are a few things in my life that I can like really, really like nerd out about, like almost embarrassingly. And one of them is definitely like robot in like kind of like old anime like <laughs> mecha stuff. <laughs> and we're here today with a handful of tracks with a lot of that stuff. Some uh kaiju related material as well so mm -hmm. um yeah we're, we're i'm ready to nerd out cool well uh i'll talk very briefly about that opening track and then we'll go ahead and get into jeff's first pick and when we come back i'll talk a little about my uh my lack of experience here just to kind of bring some context i guess i i can be the uh the avatar for the portion of the audience that doesn't know as much about this area so but the, the opening track is by one of my favorite composers, Alberto Jose Gonzalez. That was Metal Beat from the Game Boy game Metal Masters. And it's, uh, it's fitting for this episode. Uh, I, I mean, I've been looking for an excuse to play it. Fun fact, in the unaired uh, pilot of this show, before Shoot Kapow and I scrapped it and went back to the drawing board with a, an actual episode one, this was the very first track of the show. Oh, uh, nice. Metal Beat was going to be the first track we played. It's one of my absolute favorites. In this game, which I've heard is is aggressively average uh, as far as quality goes, uh, you uh, control, you're a pilot for these uh, giant robots. It's some sort of dystopian future. And the gameplay basically is like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> you kind of punch the other robot until it, it, until its head pops up or it gets destroyed or something like that. It's, it's, it's really a weird little game, but this particular tune is just awesome, which, uh, uh unfortunately Gonzalez kind of fell into that trap a little bit. Some of the games he got to compose for are pretty good, but a lot of them are really just kind of shovelware. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, I, his music definitely elevates the material. So that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm sure Carlos, that you, you've heard that one before. Cause I think, yeah. I think the Marcados played it once at my uh, at my suggestion. Jeff, um, were you familiar with Metal Beat before? I thought I was, but I because I remember seeing um, a YouTube video about a Game Boy game about robots. But I think that was like more of like a Metabot style like robot fighter. And so I think this. And so I haven't actually heard about this one. Had you heard that song before? No, I haven't. Okay, there's something really. I don't know, really timeless about that melody. You hear it and you're like, oh, I think I already heard this before. And uh, yeah. yeah, he he's he's one of the best. When, when he's doing his thing on the Game Boy, man, it sounds so good. The first time I heard uh, that was on Michael Bridgewater's uh, Forever Sound Version podcast, uh, Mibri. And... I just at first you're not sure because it's it's about thirty seconds of just this solid drone, and then it gets into then the beat drops and I was just sold from that point on. I it was the first time I ever made an extended cut of a song so that I could listen to it on repeat without having to actually have it repeat on, oh, on my iPod. I so love was, that. Yeah, That's it was awesome. it was it's such an earworm. So, but, uh, that was my sole contribution to this episode. Let's go ahead. And, um, Jeff, what are you going to be, um, bringing to the show first? So my first track is entitled go Volkaiser. Um, it is actually the trailer mu music from the PC steam game, supercharged robot Volkaiser. It's a sort of Dojin hyper indie, um, I believe Japanese game. 
Um, it's on Steam. It's from 2015. And there's actually a trailer online where they have sort of anime-esque credits. And they credit the music as SAK. It's S-A-K, capital letters. Lyrics by Sakeo. And vocals by Yasubara Hatoro. This is Go Volkaiser! I feel I feel a little bad because you obviously picked an intro for the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. I mean, I could we could we could do a retake. I can pick uh, an alternate. I forget who composed it, but I have one. I, the, I mean, whatever. But yeah, whatever Probably you guys want to do is fine what, with me. Now, what do you think? Weigh in. Well, what I was gonna say is that um, the track that I've got, my first track, really kind of lines up with Jeff's first pick. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's just leave it then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's leave, leave it. it. So, how'd you guys like it? Oh, man. I love this stuff. And I think it's, like, the perfect first track to kind of set us up for all of the tracks that we got coming. Because this I had never heard before. But, um, like so many old robot themes, they fall into this trope where uh, all of the, like, the song structure and, like, kind of, like, the theming even though it was in japanese um is like right there it's almost like a you know like a stereotype of uh old super robot shows and uh yeah i gobbled that up it was great man thank you for bringing it i may have brought the intro but uh but you brought our uh you brought our episode's theme song for sure (laughs) definitely yeah um yeah it's it's definitely a stereotype in stereo it's it's also really hard for me because we're recording and I, I it was hard for me to like just restrain myself and not go dun 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 for Kaiser. <laughs> yeah, it's so so good. Yeah, it's, I mean, I get, I could talk about like those tropes a little bit. Um, so like going back to, I mean, it's it's more of a general anime tradition that kind of fell into these heroic themes, and um, like I don't know really what the origin was that like every anime like i mean theme songs are so important to anime and um they're like every cartoon like cartoons in america when i was a kid not all of them had a song some notable like ninja turtles and stuff like that but um theme songs for like anime like just like i don't know they get you so hype and that kind of really just like is magnified with like super robot shows and that's what we're talking about like these aren't like 
I don't know, technical robots that we're talking about right now. They're more of like these heroic robots that can like soar through the air with no explanation and shoot laser beams and uh, really like, I, I don't know, they can almost do anything if they wanted to. And yeah. you don't really have to look into the mechanics of them or like the science of them. They're just superheroes, basically. And I, I love that stuff. Yeah, that was going to be one of my f- first questions for Bedroth is if he can tell me the difference between a real robot show and a super robot show. Yeah. Well, when I think of the differences between um, real robots, quote unquote, and super robots, I, uh, this is a good segue for me. I, I do not know much about the whole super robot phenomenon um, as far as like the, the kaiju, like the eastern side of things, which I also know is a totally different thing. Um, as far as that goes, I am familiar with Gundam. I haven't seen any of the episodes. I've seen bits and pieces here and there, but I've, I know the Gundam franchise. Um I have heard of, of course, uh, Voltron originated in Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Golion okay. or Gorion, probably. And then the, uh, the the Super Senpai, which uh, the Power Rangers um, familiar with that, of course. Sen- Sentai, and then, not uh, Senpai. <laughs> that's Super <really> Sentai. Funny. <laughs> Super Sentai. You see, that's how much I know. I love it. <laughs> and then uh, Mechagodzilla and um, oh, hell yeah. uh, Leopardon, uh, which I know oh, of because yeah. of Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Leopardon, notable. I mean, not only for being like Spider Man's, uh, the Tokusatsu version, the Toei Spider Man. Uh, his he had a giant robot that he summoned, but that was kind of like the first like giant robot in like a tokusatsu like TV show, and after that, um, that became a staple of a lot of like the shows that people know as like Power Rangers now. Oh man! Oh crap! Yeah, you're in, right. In the West, it's really I think of it as like the difference between like the Iron Giant is a traditional; he's just a giant robot. Um, yeah. Transformers are superhero robots they're they're giant you know they're giant robots yeah. but they also have like the special powers they can fly they can transform they they do special things um so that that's kind of how i would understand the difference yeah that's basically it. it's kind of so it's like in superheroes the division you get between like street level heroes and cosmic heroes but the thing is, mm. is as with superheroes like they're so meshed together that it used to be a meaningful distinction and now it kind of isn't um so oh, yeah. like yeah when you get to super robot wars for example the three founding pillars of super robot wars are getter robo mazinger and gundam which were like the original three and mazinger and getter robo are both super robots but the original gundam series is like a real robot and like yeah. the one of the operative differences is that a real robot is like a robot someone pilots and a super robot is like a manifestation of your shonen protagonist's soul <laughs> and his will to be the best or whatever shit. Ah, I like I like that. I think yeah, that's a, that's a kind of a notable thing is that um, courage <laughs> and bravery can be things that really power either yeah it literally or like uh, psychologically or thematically. Um, but real robots, yeah. W- w- what I would always say is that real robots have more of a focus on um, like the technology and the science like kind of not literally like you're rationalize rationalizing it like this would really work but um maybe it's more of like a military themed situation or um you know the 
just like the technology is such a focus and i mean over the years those lines have been blurred in a lot of things too but the super robots are like more like you're you don't need to know what's what's working here you just need to know that you're the hero and your your bravery will take you to victory and um it's more of like broad in a lot of ways but uh, it's also one of these things where a real robot you won't get a situation where the pilot is yelling out like their attacks necessarily a super robot that's like an essential part of them where you're you're yelling out your moves and the moves happen and like a rocket punch or uh you know a, a tornado or a beam or something and i i think it's really good obviously we're talking about super robots that that really leads into my pick for today yeah let's have it okay nice segue yeah so um <laughs> I yeah I I'm right right in line with you today Jeff. So my first track is actually uh Majin Kaiser. You mentioned Mazinger Z. Yeah. And um yeah, so so Majin Kaiser another thing that's a very tropey thing about these shows is that eventually at some point whether you're a real robot or a super robot you will get an upgrade and uh, Majin Kaiser is the upgrade to Mazinger Z the um basically the first super robot the first kind of piloted robot uh created by gonagai in the 70s and majin kaiser is interesting to me because this uh this upgrade was created in the super robot wars game it wasn't created in an anime or in a manga it was originally from super robot wars and um yeah so the other thing that uh kind of as we're talking about Super Robot Wars, we can talk about is that um, there are... Uh, we really didn't go into basically what the games are, and that's not all we're going to be talking about today, <laughs> but just to set the stage, uh, Super Robot Wars or Super Robot Tyson, the original title, is basically... I think nowadays we have the comparison that would be like Smash Brothers. So it's a it's an RPG series. They're actually strategy RPGs that combine... Uh, countless different uh, mecha series properties whether it be from different companies or different video games or anything and throw them all together it sounds a little like uh, project x zone yeah yeah and that those games really follow in the footsteps of the the groundwork laid out by super robot wars and i believe the like namco cross capcom the first like crossover of that style that led to mm-hmm. the project x zones games i think a lot of the scenario writers were from super robot wars the, oh, the cool. development staff but um yeah so the super robot wars basically you play through missions and it's strategic uh role-playing game where you're fighting on a grid but you get to pick units from every basic mecha anime that's popular or classic and um the thing that i think is really cool is that when there's like a morale gauge so in every mission when you start the mission you have a baseline morale and you have selected attacks for each character you know the iconic attacks from your favorite robots but uh you can't use all like the greatest attacks right away you actually have to uh uh destroy units as you destroy enemy units the morale of your party gets higher and only with higher morale can you do like the ultimate like attacks one of the 
fun things about these robot shows too is that they all have these special attacks that end in like a really dynamic pose or uh, a huge explosion or you know some some really fun visuals and um you get access to those by defeating enemies so there's a really cool escalation in each mission and i know i introduced the track but then i started talking about this but um <laughs> yeah majin kaiser originated in the super robot wars games and uh, i think it's really cool and eventually they did uh, make an animation out of majin kaiser but uh this theme song was created originally in the game but even still it was structured like your classic robot theme and uh Ichiro Mizuki is like one of the legendary anime song singers and they had him do a vocal version and that's what I'm bringing to the episode today. Oh, my Lord. 
de panta All right, uh, you guys, your blood is boiling now. That was uh, <laughs> Majin Kaiser, sung by Ichiro Mizuki. And I'm going to say that this is, we'll list the game as Super Robot Tyson Alpha. Um, this is a vocal uh, arrangement that they made afterwards, you know. But um, uh, yeah, Majin, Majin Kaiser, like I was saying, he, I think the first game he was in was actually Super Robot Tyson F. But in Alpha, I believe he got the version of this song that you're hearing now. And um, for me personally, it wasn't, I think, until uh, Super Robot Tyson Alpha 3 that I really uh, got familiar with that. I was kind of late in the game when it came to Super Robot Wars. One, I mean, most of these games were in comp- only in Japanese. And um, mm-hmm. the first ro- Super Robot Tyson game that I played and completed was MX. And there's been a ton, I think... Uh, we're on to like the 30th game. I think the yeah, one of the most recent ones was Super Robot Tyson 30 and um, Yeah, like I said, it's just a huge Crossover event and it, it's really fun actually because you get um, To kind of replay a lot of like the notable moments from a lot of your favorite shows and um, What they ended up doing after a while actually pretty pretty early on but another staple is that they'll have you play as an original character instead of picking a favorite from the show because they're serving all these different companies basically by mixing them together they they'll put you in the role of an original character so each game would have their own original character and then they pilot their own original uh mech uh design so those would also fall into the um slots of either super or real so you could kind of pick what you liked so the thing that happened is that over the years there were so many of these original characters that they developed a a series of games using the original characters exclusively and then um they uh they would it's just so cool because you get all those tropes it's like fans of all these series have the tropes that they understand but now you're getting to you're getting to see these in an original way and um i don't know that's like one of my favorite things about the super robot wars games and it's like super nerdy so i could talk about this for a long time so i'll save it but yeah this majin kaiser like i said earlier is a an original character so by definition he's really a super robot tyson original character which i think is really fun but like uh other shows he's like a super version of Mazinger Z so instead of having like the uh, breast fire which is like chest beam he has the um like it's like a super version of that like it's everything's like cooler <laughs> basically yeah I was I was trying to remember but I, I, just, I only remember the special attacks of the Mazinger but I, I know they changed them up yeah, so the Breast of Fire, Majin Kaiser's has, it's called, um, I think it's called the Fire Blaster. And um, Mazinger Z, his most iconic attack is like the Rocket Punch, right? 
And yeah. in Majin Kaiser, he's got the Turbo Smasher Punch. So it's not only just the rocket punch, but it's like a spiral drill kind of punch too. Yeah, well, because there's, there's a rock. It's because there's a jet turbine inside of his fist this time, and it's not just a straight rocket. Yeah, sure. It's all the fun stuff, man. Um, I, so I, I, cool. like, I don't know as much about j- robots as, as you do, but I've I've I'm actually more of a comics dude in like Justice League. But I got huge into Super Robots like a few years ago when I saw. Um, I can't remember what first got me into it. Maybe it was. I mean, my very. Um, I think what really got me hardcore into like old school Super Robots was the uh, Mazinger Z remake. Um, oh, Shin Mazinger. Yeah, that one, the anime yeah. that ends with like the stupid cliffhanger oh, that never gets resolved. <laughs> Super yeah, great yeah, though. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's really fun though. Um I'm a huge fan of uh Giant Robo and the guy that handled oh, Giant yeah. Robo handled Shin Mazinger, so it was like kind of a cool, like almost like a giant robo take on all of the Gonagai properties to do with Mazinger Z, which was great. So my question is, what's everyone's favorite robot? Because <laughs> oh, well, you, ha- you have to have one. That's like part of the rules, right? Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> I think, I mean, honestly, I think good old Mazinger Z. He's he's so cool. He looks cool. He looks evil. He, he Koji Kabuto is the pilot of Mazinger Z, and he's a blockheaded dope that just like... yeah. He's so foolish, but I, I love that. And, um, I mean, uh, yeah, I, uh, I love Mazinger Z. He's great. <laughs> He's simple, but weird looking. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> what about you, Bedroth? Man, this is a weird question for me because, like I've said, robots aren't, like, super my thing. Um, I guess if we're talking about giant robots, then, hmm. <laughs> I think I'm going to come down on the Dragon Zord from the original Power oh, Rangers. Yeah. Oh, nice. That is, that that's is a fun. classic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That, that's respectable. Yeah, uh, that's really fun. If I'm if I'm like thinking back to little Carlos, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I Tommy like it was just so cool and and the Dragon Zord was just it, it, it it's the raddest of the original Zords and the, the I mean the, the dagger flute and that awesome theme that went with it it's just it's all very memorable I need dragon sword power Yeah, for sure. Do, for doesn't sure. its tail turn into like a drill or something? It's got a drill at the end mm-hmm. of the tail. Yeah, it's got the, the finger finger missiles, which is yeah. Also I remember the great. finger missiles. Yeah, yeah that's really Mech, cool. Mecha, Mecha Godzilla has the same things, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities, especially as they kept when like what they'd bring Mecha Godzilla back. You could see like some similarities in the design. Well, what about you, Jeff? Mine is, this is like an artisanal deep cut, um, medium <laughs> rare. It is the Devil Getter from the Devil Man Getter Robo crossover. Oh, whoa, nice. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that one, Carlos? A, a little bit. I'm not in- incredibly familiar. I love, I mean, like I said, I love Gonagai, so I love yeah. Devil Man. 
Get a Robo, I was always into because, like, man, Get a Robo is so crazy, and I like dinosaurs, so <laughs> that helps too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so- a. So like in so Getter Robo, I think it was it was created. I forget the guy's name, but it was created by a guy who was friends with Go Nagai. They were like, yeah, they worked I- together. Ishi- Ishikawa, yeah, yeah. Um, um, right. I was get I was getting mixed up with the cyborg zero zero nine guy, but yes, yeah, Ishikawa. Yeah, that's Ken. Shotaro Ishi no more. Yeah, Ken yeah. Ishikawa. Yeah, and so so um, I'm want to make sure uh, I'm not getting confused here. Uh, we started out with Volkaiser. Yeah, and then we went to Majin Kaiser. Yeah, yeah. isn't that and funny? Now you guys are talking about Mazinger, Mazinger <laughs> yeah. Z. What's? Uh, yeah, this is. I wonder what the fixation is on on the German word for king. It, it's <laughs> in, not in these Japanese robots. Yeah, it's it's not all the way across the board. But I just like I said before, I think it's funny that you picked that and kind of segued into uh, my choice. I actually have an answer for that. Um, so, like Kaiser um, is actually used. Like, I think there's a car- there's a game called Kaiser Knuckle. Um, there's a game called a fighting game called Voltage Fighter Go Kaiser. Um, I was just watching the anime based on that a few oh, days boy. ago. But so my th- <laughs> my thesis is that um, the er suffix in English, like so Kaiser Majinger Getter. Um, mm. The er like the er sound doesn't exist in Japanese, and so it sounds extremely exotic um, wow. for Japanese audiences. It's in the same way that in the 1960s, for example, you'd have characters like Immortus, Annihilus, um, Galactus, with the U.S. suffix because it's like Latinate and therefore sounds foreign uh, and exotic for English readers. I love it. That's great, dude. I love that. Yeah. That's interesting. Is there um, a connection between Mazinger and? Mazing and uh, Majin Kaiser, yeah. yeah so um, the Z um, is a J. Yeah, and uh, Ma- Mazinger, like in, in Japanese, Majinga. So um, the thing about Mazinger Z is this: it's like the robot is so powerful. One of the phrases is like you're so powerful, you could choose to become a god or a devil. And in in Japanese, Majinga, Majin, Majin is like demon. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's kind no, of a like play Majin on words. Majin Vegeta. I know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a play on words. And then Majin Kaiser is kind of like that play taken to like an upgrade, a next level kind of thing with Kaiser at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, then, cool. then Volkaiser was just created like 40 years later as a tribute. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. I, I'm gonna check that game out. There was there was a funny so on the Xbox 360, where there was like the Xbox uh, like Indies, where, which was like this kind of yeah. Wild West. Like anybody can make a game and throw it on there. And there was a little like Super Robot kind of mini game, like a dollar game called Ghoulin. And it was literally just like a tap A in time. So you'd have a little crude looking character that would run across the screen. And then you'd hit the action button and that character would jump. And then you hit it again and they would do like a flip falling down. So you wanted to land into this vehicle. And if you landed in the vehicle, then it would launch up into the air. And basically like Mazinger Z, you would pilot a robot. So you'd have to land. So it was like a timing game. But it was so crappy, like it was like MS Paint like characters, and uh, it, but it was like this funny when you, when you mentioned that Volkaiser and I looked up, it looks like a very indie kind of horizontal shooter, right? Yeah, is that, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it it reminded me of Ghoulin. I hadn't thought about that game in years, and it was so so funny. <laughs> yeah, the I other, wonder the if other... there's even footage of that online. 
yeah, we'd have to learn how to spell it first. <laughs> but um, one of the things I was actually uh, another game I was looking at was have you heard of Hero Senki? I Hiro think it was Senki, Hiro yeah. or Kampa- yeah. it was Kampati Heroes. Yeah, um, so um, actually that ties into Super Robot Wars too because compatible yeah. Ka- Kaiser, I mean, we're at Kaiser again. Yeah, <laughs> that's an original that came from that series, and he's really cool in Super Robot Wars games. He's awesome. Yeah, and he's piloted. He's a giant robot. He's piloted by chibi versions of Ultraman, Common Rider, Gundam, and an original character called Fight and Roar. Yep. Yeah, and Roar, Fighter Roar, he's the pilot. Yeah, he's the original that you use in Super Robot yeah. Tyson for compatible Kaiser. And Masami Obari, the guy that oh, worked yeah. on Voltage Fighter Gao Kaiser, he did the character designs for, uh, or the mecha design for compatible Kaiser. We're getting way into the weeds right now. I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, was actually, that's okay. That's okay. I knew what I was getting into when I brought y'all on. But I, I do think I'm going to go ahead and move us into Jeff's second track. Uh, what are we going to be moving on to, Prof Jeff? Yeah, well, it's actually, it's actually really thematic because uh, Masumi Obari is famous for drawing both robots and women. That's right. <laughs> and so I want to talk about like the connection between like waifus and robots with my next track. Um it's called Wings from the I think it's a Korean game called Metallic Child released on Switch and PC in 2021. The song Wings is composed by Kim Hyun.
And that was Wings, composed by Kim Hyun for Metallic Child. What did y'all think? Yeah, we were getting some dubstep feels in this one. I like that. <laughs> it's like a, an industrial dubstep. So yeah. <laughs> heard lots of metal in there. <laughs> yeah, so it sounded kind of like literal metal sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the I vibe. It. Vibrating metal. <laughs> <laughs> Vibranium? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wrong universe. This is another, uh, yeah, this is another thing I, I'm impressed. I, I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, it's it's another, I don't think it's like quite doujin scale. It's like a little bit larger scale as a game, but it's super fun. It's a, so it's, it's basically like an action RPG where you control like a robot Loli in a space station has to fight like her, the other robots and they're all like, giant robots it's like it's like Mega Man is a top-down ARPG where all the bosses are like me- giant robots oh I, I like would that. Play that game yeah it's a very it's a very simple game but it was very fun and of course it has some like you know moe things where you like get to talk to like the robot girl and get to know her and stuff and she's so glad you're here helping her I'm like yeah but as well <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't leave, I don't leave my apartment I have to socialize any way I can <laughs> Um, um, that's one thing I can say about like the modern era of mecha stuff is that um, yeah, fan service has really taken over in a lot of anime, and um, it's it's kind of hard pressed now to find a mecha show that doesn't have some sort of um, kind of fan service like angle to it. Like, is that something you want? Um, I mean, I'm more, I'm more of the mindset where I just want like hot-blooded heroes and like explosions and dive kicks and stuff. Um, so, it, I, I mean, but I'm not gonna be like ew, girls. Like, also, um, I think I'm for me recently. Uh, I think I talked to you guys about it a little bit, but I did really like the animated version of uh, Gridman. SSSS yeah, yeah. Gridman, and that's by Trigger. And yeah, there's some of that in there, but um, I thought that show was really well done. And I had a really. And also Dino Zenon, the sequel to that. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, I mean, you're not going to find a lot of. You're not going to like find any shows that don't have some of that now. Which oh my can goodness. Be I, remember when, I remember when Gridman came out, all the fan art was just this one girl's one there. Just just yep. his like waist down views of this one girl. It's like, whoa. Yep. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've actually, I don't think I actually ever saw anyone draw the robot. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. It was, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so I'm, I'm making a joke about, you know, being a hot blooded hero, but like. You know, I do. I do actually agree that there is a medium. Um, like, I think Evangelion did this excellently in both iterations. Um, and then uh, Darling in the Franks is kind of a controversial show. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Gurren Lagann, which only, I think Gurren Lagann only had one waifu, but she was just very visible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I loved Gurren Lagann, but it was like. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, I'm, I'm too old for this. Like, the the rebuild, the Eva rebuild, like, some of the stuff in there, too, like, I was like, okay, this is cool, like, Hideaki Anno's revisiting these things, but from a older mindset, and but then something would happen like that, and I was like, ah, but that kind of takes away from your more mature, you know, ideas that are being presented, but, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, um... 
one of the there was actually a really great game like the last time i was invested in a mobile game i saw an ad for a game called master of eternity um abbreviation is moe (laughs) perfect (laughs) and i was like yeah i was like this is stupid i'm downloading this and so i did and it's like a sort of sort of super robot wars style like strategy rpg um with just like the waifus and the mechas talking to you and referring to you as captain (laughs) and like you just like have this visual novel cut scenes where they're like oh we're gonna get to know you this is a really constructive positive social relationship please help make sure i don't die in battle um and it was like so cool it was great it was like so silly Um, we should we should also say that like so in in anime culture moe Mm -hmm. is like uh i guess like fetishizing cuteness right i guess that would be a way well, to say like, it it's like uh it's like an aesthetic yeah. um, about cuteness it's like a that, cuteness yeah but it's like cuteness that's supposed to inspire a sense of protectiveness sure sure or, sure. or something <laughs> yeah. um and yeah they they discontinued they like discontinued it and basically eradicated the game because it's a mobile game so it's like online only and they're like yeah we're not like we're not monetizing this anymore so if you've ever owned the game and want to enjoy it by yourself screw off and i was like no like the one the one game i've ever been interested in mobile and they like stabbed me in the back bummer oh man well, but, let's see. How can I segue into my track from yeah, this? Yeah, let's do it. Challenge <laughs> so, um, the Gauntlet is thrown. Um, this this game that I'm bringing a track from, uh, there is a female. There's a couple of female uh, protagonists, and they are robots, uh, but they're also ninjas. So um, this track I'm bringing is uh, the the track is called Office. I believe it's from stage six of Ninja Warriors. And this is, uh, I believe in America, they called it uh, Ninja Saviors, which it's actually a remake of Ninja Warriors once again. Or Ninja, it's a very confusing titling for this series. So the original arcade version is Ninja Warriors. And then I believe on the Super NES, they uh, made a port of it, kind of a reimagining called Ninja Warriors again. And then, uh, more recently for <laughs> HD systems, they made a remake of that version of the game, and it's called Ninja Warriors Once Again, <laughs> which I love. I love. So, okay, but the, the crux of this is it's an action beat em up, and, uh, you're playing as ninja characters, but the secret is that it's like a Terminator situation where, uh, originally when you're playing the game in the arcade version, as you took damage, your uh your body would kind of uh rip away and you'd see that there was a robot underneath and uh, these are normal human-sized robots but the reason that i'm bringing this track in today is that in ninja warriors once again the newest version they added a character named raiden and he's literally a gigantic screen filling robot that you can control and this is in a beat-em-up scenario where there are normal human-sized guys and you can reach down and grab them and toss them. It, it's it's amazing. The game looks beautiful on its own, but the fact that they basically put you in the role of a boss, if you want it to be, is so cool. So uh, this is the track, like I said, Office from Ninja Warriors once again, and it's composed by Hiroyuki Iwatsuki.
Yeah, so you were listening to the the strangely titled Office <laughs> for such a exciting track, right? Well, I mean, the setting makes sense if you're playing the game. And it was composed by Hiroyuki Watsuki, and it was from Ninja Warriors once again. Yeah, um, pretty exciting stuff. I haven't heard stuff. such amazing Office music since uh, Gremlins 2, the new batch on NES. Yeah, that's man, this <laughs> the good pull. Nice. I agree. This, this is my jam, man. I, I love this kind of stuff. Uh, and... Iwatsuki, especially when he um, he teams up with um, Kinuyo Yamashita, mm. uh, it's just magical, magical stuff. Yeah, the thing that's cool about um, this game is, well, one, like I said, it's a, a remake of a remake, really. Um, the original arcade version was produced by Taito, and uh, the Zuntada sound team handled the soundtrack for that game, and it's awesome also. Um, but uh, the Super Nintendo version of the game was developed by Natsume, so with that came, you know, Hiroyuki Watsuki because they were mm-hmm. they were doing uh, stuff around that time with Natsume. And um, then this new version is basically like reinstrument reinstrumentated versions of those original songs. They kind of really uh, Hiroyuki Watsuki let it rip <laughs> for this soundtrack. It's super good, and the game is like I said, it's beautiful. Uh, it's got like really fun depth to the action, and uh, this character Raiden that I'm mentioning is—it's crazy to see this character on screen and to know that that's the character you're controlling. He's a huge ninja, like robot, and he can actually transform to like they call it blast mode, where he's like basically like a gunner version, so he, like kind of like a almost like an Ed 209 from RoboCop, where it's like a bipedal but like tank and. Um, you can freely change back and forth from that. He actually has a button to turn around. He's so huge, <laughs> which is funny. Um, so is this office like a crime lord's office, or is it just like oh, regular sure. office? Yeah. Yeah. So like you're fighting against a terrorist organization, uh, and I believe the 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 leader, his name is Mulk, M-U-L-K, mm-hmm. and Daddy Mulk is kind of a le- legendary track from the original ninja warriors and um yeah so you're you're fighting the bad guys in an office and it and it rips <laughs> nice yeah i don't have a whole lot to say that that's kind of going to be the theme for a lot of this although i do have a quick question um your comments about him warping into a tank reminded me of uh base wars <laughs> oh yeah the, uh, the baseball robot baseball game on the nes yeah 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 um, uh, nostalgic favorite of mine because there were like tank robots and flying saucer robots and fencing robots and stuff. And couldn't you and, like fight each other? Yes. So if you landed on a base and somebody was already there, <laughs> instead of just being out, you would enter into a side uh, um, side view duel between your robot and the other robot. Beautiful. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, but then tank and all this, uh, for some reason, reminded me of Panzer Paladin. Um, oh, the indie yeah. game that came out a few years yeah. ago, and yeah. that made me reminded me of a question I was going to ask earlier. How do um, how do mechs fit in to this whole genre? Um, yeah, I think everything's welcome. I don't think it's really exclusionist. <laughs> um, and I mean, for me personally, I just love seeing robots. So in any form, mm-hmm. so a lot of uh, robots, like okay, Get a Robo is a robot we mentioned earlier, and this is a super robot that's made from like three different 
robots. So if they combine together in different uh, orders, they'll um, like create different variations. And um, so getter one, getter two, and getter three. There's getter one is like the main heroic style robot. Uh, getter two is like the speedy, fast guy, and Getter 3 is like a tank, like you're talking about. And um, you'll see that a lot, in, and, and especially in Super Robot Wars, where stuff like that strategically can matter. So uh, you'll have a flying-type robot that can travel further, or maybe does lighter damage, or you'll get something like a Getter 3, where it, if you know it can't travel as far, but it does heavy damage, or it has some long-distance like missiles that it can shoot. So all, all of that's really important to all of the like stuff we're talking about today. Are you talking about Japanese style mechas or like the Mech Warrior series mechas, which are like the bipedal ATAT oh. things? Yeah, that's a good that is a good distinction. I was actually talking about like like the Mech Warrior oh. like at at uh, like uh, Metal Gear, like those types of mechs. Sure, yeah, I would say those. I mean, Jeff, you might agree with me. Those would fall into like. If we were classifying things, it would be like in a real robot, like yeah. classification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's actually. Have you seen the mo- uh, the anime series "Keep Your Hands Off Azoken? Or I haven't, but uh, my, my a couple of friends have recommended it to me. Yeah, it's um, the title. So Az- I thought Azokin was the name of a person, <laughs> but um, it means don't like the other alternate title is like Azokin is the name of a a video society where it's a bunch of high sc- it's three high school girls who are you know it's like the one anime I see where they're not like cutesy they're actually more I don't know it's it's interesting they they don't have that like super girly aesthetic that other animes have they're more realistic and they're creating anime together. And there's an episode where they're commissioned by the robotics club to make an anime based on them. <gasps> and they're awesome. going, they're overgoing the design docs and the robotics people are like having a heart attack. And like, they, basically the discussion is that they have one of the animator members calls them out because they have all these like contradictory um, designs for a robot. Cause they want a robot to be real, but they also want a robot to be cool. And so <laughs> like the animator is saying like, you know, for like an actual robot, you know, a bipedal design would be horribly inefficient and <laughs> unstable. You'd need like quadrupedal or something. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, he's just <laughs> like having a heart attack. Cause he wanted, he wanted a realistic robot. That's also bipedal and looks humanoid. And they're like, no, that's not how design works. It's dumb. It's not going to move. Right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. so, Jeff, you just used the word Mecca. Like a yeah. Japanese mecha, what is what is that like in relation to everything we've been talking about? So, what I think of, so the I think the line I've heard is that Mazinger Z was like the first mecha, um, and I think the distinction is that mechas are piloted, um, and so like for example, Giant Robot and Tetsujin Twenty Eight slash Gigantor, those two are giant robots that are famous and super heroic, but they're not piloted. Is that they have like little human friends that like ride on their shoulders and talk to them? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's a weird distinction that only makes that only makes sense like in the genre. Um, hmm. Is that okay. generally mechas are big and piloted? Yes. So like the uh, the Zords would be would be mecha yeah. in Power Rangers. Gotcha. Ooh, I like this. Yeah, I, w- I want more of this uh, bedrock that's putting us, you know, to task for all this stuff we're throwing <laughs> out there. It, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I have to say he's a welcome change for my PhD committee. 
<laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad glad to have found my found my place. Nice. So, but man, this was this was awesome. Uh, so far, Carlos, this is this is my track of show. This is like right up my alley. Cool. So, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it was really great. Let's see if uh, um, let's see if Jeff's next track. I was uh, actually so um, since we mentioned non bipedal robots, I think I'm going to throw us a curveball um, with a non bipedal robot. This is. Ooh. The song Giant Beast from the game Stonefly. That, that means the robot's pronouns are they, them, right? What? <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait, never mind. <laughs> what? Oh, non bipedal That's funny. I feel silly for not, making, for not getting that joke because it's really clever. <laughs> right. Um, this is Giant Beast from Stonefly. Developer is MWM Interactive. For the Switch, PC, Xbox, SNX, PS4, and 5, came out a year or two ago, and the composer is Nature Boy Flacco. And again, this is Giant Beast. So that was Giant Beast from Stonefly. I love how you're bringing these like weird, cool tracks. This oh, one and that last one. So this good. This was really nice. Yeah. The, oh my goodness. This whole soundtrack is just, it's a treat. Um, it's very, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's like, it's a lot like this song that I just played. Um, there's like mm-hmm. another song called like Thousand Year Oak that I really vibe to. Um, so basically, the, I actually had to like look at footage of this game to see how like mecha-ish it was. But basically, you play this little girl in a... Um, the animation seems like more Western, so I think this is like American or Canadian. Um, and the idea is that like all humans are like the size of ants or something. And so Ooh. she has like a um, so you're running this uh, basically mechanized insect that has like insect legs, and you customize the insect, and you forage, and you like fight bugs with it, and uh, go on adventures on like 
like you know everything is like just since you're like ant size you just like go on giant leaves since you're you're like an ant in a rainforest and so there's just like all these massive like plant structures everywhere and you forage things and fight bugs at least that's what the trailer says that sounds really fun <laughs> yeah that that sounds really cool another new discovery for me so thank you again it, i i love the energy of that track it made me feel cool <laughs> yeah i really like the second part where it, it kind of vapors off and goes kind of eerie and ethereal yeah it ended on a nice note for me too there aren't there aren't very many non non-bipedal robots i can think of that's that's a tricky one <laughs> it's funny too yeah when you when you think of ro- especially like mecha like anime stuff um it's yeah it's almost never practical like we were kind of talking about before it's always going to be i mean they're always going to have faces they're always going to have hands and fingers and legs it's like it's not really how it would work but it looks cool damn it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and i imagine it wouldn't it wouldn't probably market as well because you know we we respond to things that look humanoid yeah sure i mean look at so. every car that you look at has every car has a face yeah. <laughs> well i mean yep. if it's gonna point a gun at you you're probably gonna respond to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean another good thing to bring up is bugs you know like insects uh i mean by design they look cool right i think these yeah. insects look cool and uh when you see a robot it's kind of riffing on that in a way too uh you know like an exoskeleton kind of design and i think some of some really interesting mecha design can come out of being influenced by insects and um yeah I, i'm i mean i'm gonna definitely check this game out yeah, I can't. Oh, like I, I guess the the robot I was thinking of is like a non giant robot, and it's like Metabee from Metabots. He's super cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, the the kind of Hercules beetle horned yeah. beetle design is always cool, and yeah, you'll see that a lot. I mean, not only in mecha design, but like I mean, just I mean, look at like samurai armor stuff like that, like historical stuff like that. It very influenced. Uh, either directly or you know thematically by insects, kind of it. it it's so fun to me. I love that stuff. Great pick. Yeah. Bad beetleborgs. What? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking yeah, about. Sure. Be- I was thinking about beetleborgs too. I don't know. Don't they have like tanks or something? Like I don't think they actually have mechas. <laughs> I, I do not remember. <laughs> that's like okay. So I mean, that's kind of a whole other thing too. Where it's like in Tokusatsu, the live action stuff. There's a whole segment called Metal Heroes and um, stuff that would basically influence robocop things like that and um mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah that's okay kinda, I, can see, yeah. I can see it yep that's that's like a whole other episode <laughs> but i mean if, you, if you're two. ready i can take us into my next pick uh yeah so yeah, go ahead um we're I, I i wanted to pick something more in line with kaiju even though i mean i i love all this stuff and we're talking about robots so um I don't think any game represents kaiju better than this game. And um, it might not be the game that people think of right away, but uh, I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think anything lands as good as this. And this is from Shadow of the Colossus. 
So I have oh, yeah. a, a battle track. So the game has um, you're playing as a, a human sized character, and as you play through the game, you're taking down these gigantic beasts, and um, the 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 sense of scale, the sense of drama, and um, the narrative of the game is just unparalleled to me. And uh, this is a battle track called "A Despair Filled Farewell." And it's composed by Ko Otani, and I'll talk about him a little bit more when we get back. Okay, yeah, you just listened to A Despair-Filled Farewell that was composed by Koutani from Shadow of the Colossus. Honestly, one of my favorite games of all time. And uh, this is a great excuse for me to throw another track in <laughs> to a video game music podcast. <laughs> What'd you guys think? Yeah, e- even though I, I know the twist, uh, this game is on my bucket list, and... Um, I, I love the soundtrack so much. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. It definitely sounds like a despair-filled farewell, because you know you're just going to be reincarnated as Toe Jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is yeah a situation, like I said, where you're just like a normal-sized guy, and your task as you play through the game is to take down these gigantic kaiju, basically. And um, yeah, I, I don't... I don't want to spoil it for anybody that might even have the slightest chance to play this game in the future, but I, I feel like uh, the action in the game really serves the narrative, and as you play through the game and that narrative unfolds, uh, I think 
The storytelling is done in like just a really great minimal way, and uh, the gameplay is an essential part of it. And um, so the composer, like I was saying, Ko Otani. So this uh, this man is actually has a pedigree in anime and film, and um, he more most notable for me in the 90s um we i mean we all know godzilla and he actually did compose for a couple of godzilla films uh towards the late 90s early 2000s but um in the 90s there's godzilla but there's also the are you guys familiar with gamera yeah i've never seen a gamera movie but i know about it yeah, so, I mean, for me, if you do watch a Gamera film, in the 90s, there's a trilogy of Gamera films, and they're awesome. I love them so, so much, uh, especially the second movie, but all three are really great, and Cole Otani does the score for all three of those films, and, um, I mean, they it was the perfect choice to have him join the team for Shadow of the Colossus, because uh, he... he he basically laid that stamp down like I, this is how like a booming l- large monster like this is how he should be scored <laughs> and i think it works so well and also i should say he he composed the music for gundam wing so all the music for gundam wing oh, is nice. by Koatani as well yeah and i think that that's one of the standouts for me for gundam wing so this is really in his wheelhouse. Yeah, 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 for sure. And he, had, thought, he had composed for both robots and for kaiju, and so when you have you know kaiju robots, then yeah. oh, there you go. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Speaking, speaking of wheelhouses, are any of the colossi are they all bipedal, or do they have do any of them have wheels or like extra legs? <laughs> um, well, the, you'll get different types of animal forms. There are no mm. like mechanical like colossi. But uh, yeah, you've got plenty that are bipedal with like weapons, and you also have some that are like basically like giant birds or uh, sea creatures, and you get some that are more horse-like, or actually maybe there are some, there are a couple that are almost your size, like maybe mm-hmm. like a bull-sized uh, colossi, and um, I mean... That doesn't sound as formidable, but there's a reason that they're that way, and you better watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually Googled, like, are there Mecha and Shadow of the Colossus? And the the ping I got was a guy named Gaius, who's the third Colossus. And he looks at least close enough. Yeah, uh, one of the things I was going to say is that maybe not as mechanical, but they do sometimes combine organic with, like, uh, almost like architectural design. Because one of the things that you have to do as you're uh, tackling these guys is you have to kind of climb them. And sometimes there are ledges basically based on their armor or stuff that, you know, that's resting on them. And uh, there there I could see you interpret some stuff as mecha. But I think it's more, like I said, like architectural design. (laughs) I um, I put in mind of the the Sheikah technology, like the Divine Beasts and Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I definitely agree. Or the mechanical beasts in Mazinger. Yeah, Kikaiju. <laughs> yeah, nice. I, oh, yeah. Man, I love how the bad guy in, in Mazinger is named Dr. Hell. Dr. Yeah. And then you find out in his backstory in his real name, it's Dr. <laughs> Lawrence Hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, um, that's too good. Also reasonably oh, sure he looks um so he actually wields a bident, which is the weapon of Hades in Greek mythology. And he has like oh. the sort of 
you know, the foul, this sort of scowl and the blue skin, which kind of makes me think of Shiva from India and in that like probably through like East Asian Buddhist analogs, he's become mm. this like sort of fearsome guardian deity of Dharma. Um, I love it. Yeah. Damn, nice pull, dude. That's uh, great. And I love, I love the twist where, uh, where later on you find out that, uh, that Lawrence Hell actually, when, when he was younger, w- would frequent gentlemen's clubs in, in a leisure suit. And, uh, and, and his nickname was Leisure, leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit. <laughs> oh, man. Leisure, leisure Suit Larry Hell. Let's get the dev team together, make it happen. I want there that. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's pretty much all I got for Shadow Colossus. And I'm, like I said, anybody, if you, if you want me to try and convince you, I will try to convince you to play this game. Yeah, the song really does speak for itself. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, and it's truly epic. The scoring for the game, um, when you're just traveling the world, there is no score. But when you encounter an area where a colossus uh, resides, then you'll start to hear music build up. And once you encounter that colossus... There's a battle theme, and it's dynamic. So when you get to a turning point in one of the fights, then the music will really swell and really pull you through that action really well. It's great. Cool. Um, My next track is also quite bossy. Um, It is a very special sort of secret trick track. It's the boss theme (laughs) from Rocket Knight Adventures from the Sega Genesis. Um, the composers of the game were Masanori Ouchi, Akihata Michiro Yamani, Masanori Adachi, and Hiroshi Kabayashi. Um, I'll talk about it after the break. This is the boss theme from Rocket Knight Adventures uh, for the Sega Genesis, developed by Konabi sometime in the 90s. Let's hear it. boss theme from rocket knight adventures for the sega genesis it's so rad that's as Shukapa would say that is definitely very good music agreed yes <laughs> oh man konami at this time they could do no wrong if you had to wager a guess 
who do you think composed that piece uh, out of these five composers? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Um, I think reflexively, I feel, and this is completely from my heart, I, mm -hmm. I feel like this is an Akihata track. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, I'm almost snap. positive this is not Michiru Yamane. Um, I was thinking Akihata or, or maybe Masanori Adachi. Yeah, and this is like stuff that kind of feels in line with treasure games, you know, of this time. Mm. And I mean, yeah. you, we know that Treasure and Konami share a lot of DNA. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, Rocket Knight was such a cool character to me. <laughs> and I think it's a great pick for today because I do remember, yeah, there's some giant robot boss fights. And I was thinking, I was trying to place this, but... Um, I think it was in Sparkster, which uh, on Super Nintendo, which I think is like considered a sequel. There is this boss fight where you're kind of doing like this boxing match and you're piloting a robot and it's like a top down view and it's crazy hard. And I actually have a fun memory where um, my wife, uh, her her cousin, we were staying in a, in a cabin, like in a summer vacation spot. And um, he was fighting that boss, and he was getting so mad. It was hilarious. <laughs> but, I mean, I tried it, too, and it's like, no way. Like, this is so, so cheap. But I love how the game looks. I love how uh, Sparkster, Rock the Rocket Knight himself, how he looked. He looked so stylish and cool. Very in line with Sonic the Hedgehog, but kind of uh, just the mechanics of him, like, blasting around was so much fun. Uh, great, great pick today, Jeff. Yeah, he it's um yeah, all the boss fights in the original Rocket Knight. Um like I think in I think in Sparkster it's like lizards or something, but in the original it's like pigs and they have these big mechanical monsters and I can't tell whether it's like coal powered, steam powered or diesel powered. But um there is also a boxing match with the robot in the original Rocket Knight Adventures, but it's like profile view and it's okay. like super awkward. You have to like have them stagger towards each other and you have this huge frame delay when like the robot does like a like a little uppercut punch uh -huh. um and so you have to like time it exactly and then you're fighting um axel gear the black knight in his giant mecha because it's like the final showdown with him and it's just uh i mean the entire game is kind of difficult but it's like a super weird kind of but i mean i think it goes it plays with every boss fight so there's like a lot of us other boss fights that aren't as infuriating but there are like sort of menacing robots like i thought the evil train was the favorite and there's like the evil fish and oh all yeah, that. yeah yeah i remember i remember that yeah and lava yeah fish. it was just <laughs> it was just so cool to see these really big sprites like in this era like and um yeah i mean if you could reduce it to just being like a, a riff on Sonic the Hedgehog, but I think that there was enough stuff mechanically that would separate it that I think it stands on, on its own. Yeah, he kind of makes me think of Shovel Knight in that respect. Yeah. And the, and the yeah, way that sure. Sh Shovel Knight is like kind of, uh, you know, a bit of this, a bit of that. He's a knight with a weird gimmick um, who is like kind of unique, but he, like he, he's, you can definitely see his influences, but he also feels unique enough um that you don't just wish you were playing other games when you play his game yeah i think that's um, a great comparison and executed in a high level where it doesn't yeah. just seem like a cheap ripoff yeah um all right i have a i have a question with this um 
what is everyone's first like first memory of like watching a giant robot show since i own this own this game as a kid and so it's like one of my core memories Okay, I can answer that real quick. Yeah. Um, and uh, this was already mentioned earlier in the episode, but I, I think it's honestly either going to be, for me, Voltron or Robotech. Those are both cartoons that I saw when I was a kid, before I knew what anime was. I was just watching cartoons, and I loved Voltron. Actually, when I was a kid, I had like the big size combined plastic toy voltron and it was awesome and i loved it and then we moved to a different house and it disappeared i don't know where it went (laughs) one of my my tragic memories from being a child (laughs) yeah i'm i'm so like robotech is the same as macross right yeah robotech was like a a localized version of of macross but they what what ended up happening is they kind of created their own narrative using the original material and actually became pretty controversial for quite some time up until like the last year or two um harmony gold was the company that owned like the american rights to robotech and the um basically an umbrella uh licensing of what macross was in the united states in the west and Mm -hmm. they just i believe they just recently came to an agreement so that macross could be released on its own without having to be adapted or or marketed through harmony gold it's pretty crazy this is this is why the anime community needs pirates god damn it (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's because of crap like this (laughs) so i guess my first interaction with giant robots um because i missed both Transformers and Voltron, which were kind of defining for like mine and Carlos's generation. Oh yeah. And um so I guess on TV it must have been Power Rangers. And in video games it would have been Mega Man X or X2 more specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the final boss of Mega Man X, Sigma's final form, is a giant wolf. Oh mech. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the final boss of the opening stage of X2 is also a giant mech. So Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I mean Mega Man yeah. is is a property in general. You're gonna of course, you're yeah. gonna fall in love with robots. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a, a non non bipedal robot in uh, Mega Man two, the the guts dozer. Yeah, nice. Love it. Giant man. Gutsman tank that you fight in Wily Castle. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. now. Yes. Yep. Oh, that that thing is so cool. That's a great name. That name makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, I oh, totally yeah. agree. <laughs> nope. I, I'm surprised they never made a they never made a Mecha Mega Man series. Man, they like Rockman, Rockman Ultra Mazinger or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, oh, the close Ultra Ultra Kaiser. Yeah, <laughs> right. In in the Capcom in the versus games when they introduced Mega Man and Marvel vs. Capcom in the first game, one of his supers and Roll as well. Um, they he, he oh, powers yeah, up yeah, to yeah. like a big version of himself, and I think those are definitely inspired by Mazinger Z in design. And I I'd say Roll as well because <laughs> one of the things that we haven't mentioned, but there are also female themed robots, and sometimes they're not handled yes. in the most tasteful way. And one of the things <laughs> besides a rocket punch is maybe like a 
breast missiles that can be a thing and uh, rolls yeah. super moon has that as well <laughs> i i don't actually or then, of remember course, Tron Bond of, has her mech that she fights in yeah right yeah. Tron Bond's a good example too she's got her like yeah her armored mech yeah mazinger's sidekick there was like the artemis and the aphrodite and the venus but they were like all different models of like this this female mazinger mm-hmm. that was like pink and thin and thin and like had boobs that were missiles yep real classy well, stuff I'm... and even in transformers there's rc the, the the girl transformer i'm looking at the next uh the next track on your list carlos and i'm not thinking we're gonna have any uh, any boob missiles in this game <laughs> no but i i do think that um this also kind of relates to uh jeff's track so uh, he was talking about. I, I should probably mention my my first exposure to robots first. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yes. Yeah, go for yeah. it, man. Totally glossing yeah, you over. I actually wasn't. I wasn't thinking about Power Rangers. I was thinking about anime. But yeah, it's Power Rangers. But then um, it was actually in terms of like the anime that really got me fascinated by it. That really like sold me on the concept, especially because like my mom had a random freak out and banned me from watching Power Rangers early on for no reason. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. and then, then she was worried something would happen, and I grew up to be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Escaflone had, like, a few episodes on Fox Kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, this weird, amazing thing. Yeah. Um, and then I, like, when I was at my granddad's house he had cable and we didn't and so like i saw one episode of g gundam on cartoon network and i thought that was really sick too. oh man awesome both both great um i i hope you took the time to watch escaflone like the the original format version if you didn't you should because that yeah yeah totally yeah that, um they really they really smashed that together for fox kids <laughs> yeah i watched i got um i got a deep i like used use my allowance money to get a dvd set of escaflone without even like seeing the whole series just like a few episodes that's awesome um and it was it was i'm not sure where that dvd set went but it was just really great and i also watched of course the entirety of g gundam because it's classic oh yeah yeah really great and yeah g gundam uh one of the exceptions to the real robot rules we were talking about earlier Bedroth, where yeah. uh, G Gundam is very much a super robot show, whereas most Gundam properties tend to fall into the real side of things. Yeah, yeah I'm not familiar at all with G Gundam. I, I guess anime wise, Gundam Wing would be my first exposure to this phenomenon mm-hmm. because uh, my other best friend, uh, Brad, his wife actually is the one who introduced me and Tasha back in college, uh, at, way before I knew Brad. Um, and then, uh, when she and Tasha lived together, uh, Chera um, was way into Gundam Wing. And so my wife has actually watched more Gundam Wing than I have, even though she's like the least into anime person I, I think I know personally. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a fun fact. Uh, also, aren't we supposed to call her Mrs. Bedroth? <laughs> oh yeah mrs bedroth well you know uh, she she doesn't uh, she doesn't really do the whole internet moniker thing so it's fine i, I don't think uh i, I don't think that's going to be too too spoilery for for all those people out there who want to dox me for my my strange views on vgm <laughs> i love it you, and actually <laughs> yeah. if we're if we're falling in line with the mecca like naming conventions she would be called bedroth lady <laughs> 
You're thinking of Devil Man Lady. Sure, yeah, that's what I mean. I guess go Nagai naming conventions would yeah. be more accurate. Still <laughs> one of my favorite like, names like, of anything. <laughs> yeah. Devil Devil Man Lady sounds like culturally insensitive. Yep. But it's oh it's a it's a great, great series. It's weird makes no sense, and it's just like weird creepy lesbian stuff but like that is to say not creepy because it's lesbian but creepy like creepy horror stuff that involves you know women with same-sex relationships yes wanted to like wanted to throw that out there how 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 am i gonna segue from that now oh i don't know because like i said i'm thinking this is not a sapphic horror game but okay yeah so um well what i what i can do is i can relate it to your track and um i remember us talking about with Rocket Knight and Sparkster having these kind of big kind of profile mecha battles. And the track that I chose is actually more of a tongue-in-cheek take on the mecha tropes that we've been talking about. And this is from, uh, I, in America, they in the West, they call it Mystical Ninja 64. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so in the series, it's like a feudal era... Uh, Konami series and it's very goofy it's a platform series but on the N64 they transferred it over to a 3D game and uh, in some of the games uh, Goemon who is the main character and actually based on an original uh, a real uh, supposedly a real uh, historical figure in Japanese history Ishikawa Goemon who was like kind of like this Robin Hood figure who if you look him up I think on his Wikipedia page you'll only have to read like a couple sentences in before it gets gruesome <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, Goemon has a robot in the game called Impact and he's a giant robot and he has a giant robot theme in a similar vein to a lot of the stuff we're talking about and it's actually sung by Ichiro Mizuki, who I played earlier with the Majin Kaiser theme. So this is I Am Impact, sung by Ichiro Mizuki from Gambare Goemon for Nintendo 64. Hey, 
Yeah, so you're listening to I Am Impact,、uh, sung by Ichiro Mizuki. I'm not sure who composed it, but he's, he's the one I care about right now. <laughs> And this is from the game Mystical Ninja starring Goemon for the Nintendo 64. Yeah, and I will have composer credits and all that stuff you know, in the show notes so everybody can look. It's、yeah. cool. This, this was, man, <laughs> this was fun. I, I, I know I've heard this before. Like, I recognize the name, but I was just happy to hear Ichiro Mizuki again. Oh,、um, cool. Great. That was phenomenal. Yeah, I think it, it's super fun to me how they kind of, like we were talking about before, these tropes of these super robot songs. And one of the things that I didn't mention earlier is a lot of them have, like in the chorus, as background singers, you'll have kid voices. And that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's apparent here. It's really fun. And Impact, the robot itself, is pretty goofy. It's like a giant version of Goemon. And he's on, like, roller skates. And he has, like, these kind of, like, I don't know, like Vector Man, like arms, kind of. <laughs> it's really fun. And、uh, I, I think that's a really fun series. Actually, a really strong series when it comes to video game music, too. Did, did he use the F word in the song? Because it kind of sounded like he did it near the end. He's like, what? He said what funky. He said funky. <laughs> <laughs> That was, You're really going to need to send me those sound effects, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's part of the fun of the song, too. I, it, it's playing with the tropes of super robot songs, these heroic lyrics, but also if you listen and if you see the subtitles, they're pretty goofy as、yeah. well. It's just really, it's just really funny. Because <laughs> I, like, I rewinded it back, too, just to <laughs> double check, and I was like, wow, that really is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is kind of fun that we have Goemon and Rocket Knight back to back in the same episode because I was at, I had gave Bedroth crap a few seasons ago when he talked about Goemon being like the most iconic Konami platformer. <laughs> and I had to like stick up for my boy Sparkster. <laughs> oh, here we are. That's perfect. Couldn't have planned it better. Yeah.、Um, I. Yep, I, I had completely forgotten about that. I was just thinking it was cool that we had back to back、um, Konami. <laughs> I also love the, the tambourine and the funky guitar. It makes me think of like the 1966 Ultraman theme. Oh, yeah, beautiful. There's like, like the new... instrumentation is great. Yeah, the,、uh, are you guys familiar with the 8 bit big band? They've been pretty notable lately because、oh, yeah. they actually I, they won a Grammy, which is. They did win a Grammy. Yeah. But、um, they do a version of this song that's pretty great. That's yeah, that's, that's cool. I didn't, know, yeah, I didn't know much about VGM connecting with the Grammys. It's cool.、Mm-hmm. Starting to more and more. So, but yeah, Jeff, if you haven't、uh, checked out A Big Big Band, they have, they have a lot of really cool stuff. So. so, is the Goemon robot in like, multiple games, or is he in just like, one or two of them? Yeah, so I believe 
Impact, the robot, was introduced in the second game on the Super Famicom. And um, every game after that, Impact shows up in some form. Oh, you, you know who he reminds me of? Um, Mazinger Z's other sidekick, uh, Boss Boruto. Oh. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, I love it. And Boss Boruto. Yeah, is that the the joke? Is that he's just like I think in in Shin Mazinger or something, he's like a bully who gets beaten up and like defeated, but then becomes the protagonist's friend, and he gets his own mecha, and it's just like this sort of egg shaped thing with cartoon eyes, like lanky lanky bubble arms. Yep. But you know, it's it's and, fun. Uh, in some forms, yeah, you'll they'll show a boss the 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 pilot. He's like piloting him by like riding a bicycle <laughs> in the head yeah and like which is really fun and sometimes he has like his two cronies in with him and they're like team rocket yeah exactly yeah very very fun i love boss and boss borot is always fun to see and actually in the, a lot of the super robot wars games uh they'll include boss borot and he'll have really funny animations one of the things that i haven't mentioned about super robot wars is that um, it's a grid-based strategy RPG, but when you encounter your enemy, um, as the series got more popular, they put a lot more effort into making the animations for each attack look really cool. And um, it's gone so far, far forward since they started that they look like rivaling a lot of the animation that you'd see in the shows. Yeah, it also takes as long, too. Yeah. Which, yeah, you can speed up, you can skip animations, but sometimes, man, you just want to see that. And especially, like, some of the attacks, like, the bigger attacks have what they call a dynamic finish, where if you uh, damage the opponent to zero, like, if you drop their life down to zero, they'll do, like, a final version of the attack that ends, like, on those... Uh, TV shows or, like, on Power Rangers, where they'll strike a cool pose and the enemy will, like, explode behind you in just this dramatic finish it's it's the best yeah exactly like it's so much fun i love it cool cool um (laughs) so they're ready to go to my next pick sounds good yeah i think we are yeah it's interesting that we haven't seen as many like real robots on the show it's been Mm -hmm. very super robot heavy um partly just because it's our aesthetic um <laughs> i'm also surprised we didn't see any armored core there was like a lot of great armored core stuff but i couldn't figure out what to like oh uh, yeah well, i couldn't figure out which i couldn't pick any particular song because they were just it was like set, it was like more of like an experience than like any particular song hmm. i guess i have a um, short list of honorable mentions that we'll get through <laughs> once we're done yeah um, but instead of that, I ended up choosing another song from uh, Demon X Machina. Um, it's from it's on the Switch, PC, both Steam and Epic. Um, during the Lunar New Year sale um, over the past like a few months ago, they gave away the game for free on Epic, and so I got it. Awesome! Uh, without having to, without having to spend fifty dollars, I really should I really should have let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's. Um, I haven't played it that much. It seems to be very, like, very nicely made, but the soundtrack is just super cool. Um, and so, this song is called "Inherit the Stars," composed by Akihiko Ishikawa, developed by Marvelous. Um, yeah, Demon X Machina. Inherit the Stars. Let's hear it. <laughs> 
All right, we're back. A dinosaur story. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean there are lots of dinos. There are lots of dinosaurs fighting mechas. I was just telling, uh, <laughs> I was just telling Carlos over the break um, about the origin of the devil getter. Um, it's wild. The, the getter is the. Is the getter is like three jets that can transform into, you know, the three different forms. But so Devil Getter comes from the Devil Man Getter Robo crossover. And so the Getter Robo people are like the three pilots and the three jets. Um, fun fact Jin Sautame from uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 1 and 2, and also Cyberbots, Cyberbots and also Tech Romancer. Um, he's named after two, his first and last names, um, come from, uh, Getter Robo characters. Yep. And so the Getter Robos, they use, it's a robot that uses Getter Rays that has like the fun transformation gimmick and it fights the dinosaur empire under the earth. And then Devil Man is a dude possessed by a demon and he fights other demons. And the idea is that like demons are these like sort of weird creatures that are like evolve and like a lot of times they sort of like have this chimera ability where they like adapt the, the features of dinosaurs or like other animals and that's why demons all look different individually is because they like absorb different uh features from different animals and different creatures and so in the devil man get a robo crossover uh the demon serene who's like um i think it's like a play on either Celine or siren but this is like mm-hmm bird lady this very lewd bird lady <laughs> um she teams up with the dinosaurs and uses her like chimera powers to like fuse with the dinosaurs robo dino- dinosaur empire's robo dinosaur to become like a bird demon robo dinosaur mecha <laughs> um and then devil man uses his devil chimera powers to like fuse the triple transforming robot to form the devil getter yeah and he it's... just looks he looks awesome it's crazy stuff man <laughs> and I feel like this is a good song that would play, but during the during a, this would be a great battle music for the Devil Getter versus Celine's like dinosaur bird demon mecha form. I yeah, really enjoyed I, this song. I um, yeah, me too. I played the demo of Demon X Machina, but I I didn't really I didn't really get too into it. But it was it was pretty fun. It reminded me of Xenoblade Chronicles X. The the track itself, right? The, the track and, and the game a little bit too. Oh, okay, cool. I was getting some, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles feels from that. I actually, yeah, I looked up the game just to see who the other composers were for this game. And I noticed that Junichi Nakatsuru is on there. And um, I, I know them from the Ace Combat series. And there's like a little bit of Spanish, like flamenco vibes from this. And I, yeah, some of the more notable ace combat tracks have that similar vibe so i i think it's pretty cool uh, yeah i'm gonna, i'm gonna definitely check out i mean the game and the soundtrack because i i'm into it yeah i haven't actually played the game very much it seems pretty cool um partly because i'm just so busy with work work stuff um but you know it looks fun the soundtrack is great there's like there's that one other song uh, I think I used in like VGM Fight Club that, that some of the guitars kind of sound like Slipknot. It's kind of fun. Yeah, nice. Well, this is definitely like the most super robotist one of their songs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I, I think, yeah, one of the more modern picks of today's episode. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
So, Wait. <laughs> let's do it. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, you guys mine... are going to have to have to do this one. I can't, uh, I can't carry much on this. Yeah, on no, this I, I, I'm happy to do it. So, um, let's move on to my final track for today. And, um, actually have some personal investment in this full disclosure, this game that I'm talking about. My name is in the credits for this game. <laughs> so, um, this is an indie game called Risk System. And um, this is the end credits theme. And um, so this was composed by... Uh, the, the game itself was only created by two people, both of them named Chris. And uh, the composer here is Chris Eakins, and I believe he co-wrote this song with his wife. Uh, but the vocals for the, game, for the song are by Hatsune Miku. And um, I'll talk about uh, the game a bit and uh, mecha stuff and how this all relates uh, after the track. So this song is called I Take Hold from a Risk System. Welcome back. You were listening to I Take Hold by Chris Eakins from the game Risk System as sung by Hatsune Miku. 
Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about when it comes to uh, Mecha and like giant robots um, is that like uh, shoot 'em ups, uh, shmups. A lot of games have really cool like giant Mecha designs and um, some really cool like robots in them, and um, I feel like when people think of Mecha, they kind of forget about that because. Most shooters, you're just looking at little tiny, like, figures on the screen, so the scale really doesn't, like, live up to the designs. But, um, I've always loved shooters, and mecha design is a big part of those games, so, um, this also gives me a chance to talk about this game that I love so much. So, um, I was, there's a local, like, retro game convention that happens every year, and, uh, I mean, me being a fan of all this stuff, I'd always go, and one year I just walked into this room and I saw this game and I was like, whoa, what is this? And, um, it was like a horizontal shooter, like something like a Gradius or R-Type, uh, style game. Uh, but it looked really cool and, uh, I started talking to the developer and, uh, basically hit it off. We're like super homies now and, um, actually play tested a lot for this game and um yeah i'm just really excited to be a part of it and it's kind of fun to see how a game like to see it from like the back end how a game can grow and now it's available for like everything i'm not trying to sell it i'm just really excited about it <laughs> <laughs> sounds cool yeah and yeah, it's um, nice that's nice. it's on steam yeah it's it's everywhere and um yeah so i mean i guess my question for you guys is like uh are you into like shooters like shmups i guess is the term that some people like to use and um what do you think about like those types of games oh yeah totally i actually went through a phase i really like cute em ups oh yeah um, nice like i really i like like games that are like toho but not toho because toho is too hard for me mm-hmm. <laughs> so not bullet the, to- the toho metro metroidvania luna nights it's like oh, all i have such fond memories of that oh um, cool but also um yeah the first game i shared uh, in this episode volkaiser that was um a bullet hell and actually like i think yeah i mean like I was looking at Risk System while you were talking, and I mean, like, the, the little spaceship looks pretty cool, too. Um, one of the things that, like, is kind of a turnoff for me with a lot of... is that too many games use that same sort of triangular design from, mm. like, Galaga. Sure. And yeah. it just it just really turns me off because I want to feel like um, I'm playing something. And so, like, games that where you click control a magical girl instead. Um, I would have loved to do a magical girl episode on this podcast, but it's a lot harder to, like... Robots are, like, freaking everywhere. <laughs> but, like, the magical girl genre isn't as, like, represented as, like, wonderfully in games. Um, but, yeah, Vol- so Volkaiser is actually very heavily based on Getter Robo. Mm. And so the idea is that you... It's a horizontal shooter, but then you have, like, five... Four or five friends who are, like, <laughs> sort of, you know, shown in anime like stereotypes sure. as teammates um and so you choose between uh the needle power up the electric power up the rocket power up and a fourth one <laughs> give me a minute uh i'm not gonna think of it sword button. um 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the drill. Of the course, it has up. to be the drill. <laughs> nice. Um, and they're like, and so, so like the need, the yellow needle is like the sort of waifu character. The green drill is like the more mature, seductive, you know, senpai character. The, you know, the rocket is like the grizzled old war veteran, and the the lightning power is like the little kid sidekick. I love it. Um, <laughs> and then you fight against the Go Go Empire. Um, and it's just a really, it's really fun. Um, I, I used to play so many of them, uh, but I kind of like got out of it as a phase, but it's a, it's a fun thing. I don't think, I also do a lot of like bullet hells, like with, um, shooter elements to it. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, I do feel like, uh, shooters as a genre kind of were on the same trajectory as like fighting games, whereas like they in the 90s they were getting more intense and more uh challenging and actually to the detriment of their popularity whereas like i think fighting games had like found a way to re-engage with popular culture shooters just kept going on in their own niche direction and nowadays they're very very niche genre but um it's when they're done right it's it's super super fun and i still really love those games actually there's a um one that's very similar to get a robo in design that just came out recently through platinum games called uh soul cresta it's like a sequel to an old arcade game where um you're it's a top like a vertical shooter and you have a ship but your power up is that you get other ships and then you can rearrange them in different orders and that will change your um your firepower which is pretty exciting oh cool yeah i think you're right about shooting games is because like you know i hear about like with shooting shooting games and fighters you know they also pride themselves on like an insane amount of depth and like possibilities for difficulty mm-hmm. so you can have pro players doing like absurd things but there are also games that you know based on the arcade experience you can have super fun with without being very good at all yeah um but i think there's very much like an fgc and like a tournament scene but there's no like i haven't heard of anything about a shoot 'em up scene or like people trying to like get high scores for like buckets of cash mm. yeah i mean it's not at that high level but there's definitely like really skilled players that share like you know their score attacks and stuff like that and um you'll still see people like out of japan and there's a dedicated scene for these games here in the west also and actually like being a part of risk system and seeing how and i mean i'm not like i said i'm not trying to sell it but i'm a huge fan of the game and i feel like there's a lot of intention in the game too where you get a really strong sense of fulfillment when you like surpass like a boss or you know get a perfect run through a stage and um i've seen like some people like post like playthroughs on youtube of them like getting that because there's actually like a secret boss and like a true ending to the game that's pretty difficult to reach but i um i i really get excited when i see people achieve that stuff so i don't know I'm, i'm i'm still really into it and i think that there's still like as a genre there's still room for growth and there's room for like new ideas in it and i think risk system is part of that there are like two um i think i I owned a copy of one of the thunder force games as a kid nice um i couldn't get anywhere with it but it was so pretty (laughs) yeah yeah Um, it sounds like my dating life (laughs) (laughs) 
Nice. Um, but it's, well, there, there's some like other games I, I have with Mecha. There's um, Caladrius Blaze, mm-hmm. um, which is like you know just a it's a shooting game, but it's like knights in shining armor with Mecha and anime girls. Um, it's, you know, not the most highbrow concept, but it's just a damn fun game. Yeah, cool. Um, and then there's uh, one called Astabreed. Uh, which is not as vulgar as it sounds. Um, <laughs> and that's like... <laughs> I've spelled it out, Astabreed, so I, I should stop saying it. <laughs> um, which has like this like really silly waifu storyline where you're just like in a really sick mecha. That one has like... Um, I should probably play it again. It has really good... like You have like sword mechanics that are really cool. But... Yeah, I mean, shoot, shoot 'em ups are fun, but yeah, it is kind of a weird genre. I've definitely wishlisted that game you just mentioned. So, oh, cool. Well, I guess I was selling it. <laughs> <laughs> I can, nice. uh, I can kind of take or leave shmups. I, um, I liked run and guns, okay, uh, platformers and um, uh, Metroid likes are really, really more my jam than anything else. Yeah. Uh, cool. If I'm in the mood for something with like quick reflexes and stuff like what shooters usually test, honestly, I'll probably put on Tetris or some other like more like fast-paced puzzle game. Oh so. yeah, nice, nice. There are like there's a couple of like hybrid shooter puzzle games out there. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of interesting. Actually, like back in like the 8-bit era, there's Quarth from Konami. That's kind of like halfway between. Oh, yeah. like, I remember yeah, a vertical shooter and a Tetris, and um, there is a a game on the Neo Geo and the arcade called Twinkle Star Sprites, which actually saying that out loud, it's kind of a cross section cross section of a uh, shooter and uh, Mecha and Magical Girl <laughs> stuff. So I wrote this all in. <laughs> nice. Um, and then oh, bring um, us full circle. Yeah, yeah. There's like a kind of a spiritual successor to that called i believe it's called rival mega gun that's kind of like a versus top-down shooter slash puzzle game those are pretty cool too but um i mean i'm sidetracking us a lot i I stumbled across uh twinkle star sprites in one of my youtube just like random explorations of vgm and i ended up recommending it to alex messenger to play on a vgm journey and in my testimonial i told him it was just because i wanted to hear him say the name of the game (laughs) (laughs) awesome yeah it's actually really fun very competitive game yeah i've had a lot of great matches in that game with friends all right i feel like i should mention saguri and sora uh, which are like two, they're they're just like it's instead of like magical girls, it's like an android girl, but she's just like shooting things with a gun. Okay, it's, nice. a, it's a horizontal shooter. It's just really fun. That's cool. Oh man. But man, yeah, games. It's amazing how just like flying around and shooting things with a gun and like rocket punches can be. Uh, okay, I gotta I gotta say one thing before we close this episode <laughs> is that when I think of rocket punches, I remember watching Shin Mazinger and like the idea is that the Greek gods were like aliens or something um, with like highly developed technology, and so like Mazinger goes back in time and teams up with Zeus, yeah. and like 
Zeus gets into a fight with Hades and he's like, hey, Mossinger, I got this idea from you. And like Hades chops off his arm and he just says like rocket punch. And he like throws <laughs> his dismembered arm and punches the guy in the face with it. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Great stuff. So yeah. Well, I guess, robots. Robots. Hell yeah. I guess I've got uh, I've got one last question. You guys have each kind of brought a couple of questions to the to the episode. Um, so in Nintendo, we have found some uh, giant robots in unlikely places. You've got uh, Kirby Planet Robobot. You've got the Divine Beasts and the um, the ancient technological civilization in in Zelda games. Uh, Planet got... Robobot doesn't sound like a very unlikely place to find a robot, though. Well, Kirby. <laughs> Kirby, um, <laughs> you, you don't really think robots, I think, when, when you first think of Kirby, yeah. but then there was a whole game about it. Uh, yeah. In um, <laughs> Mario & Luigi Paper Jam, there was a giant paper mech. So th- there have been some giant robots in uh, in some unlikely, perhaps unlikely franchises. What are some franchises that, uh, like Jeff mentioned Mega Man earlier, what are some franchises that you guys think would benefit from uh, from a giant robot, be it a superhero robot or a, a quote-unquote normal robot? Oh, wow. Hmm. Mm, guilty ear. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I would- I mean, my, my brain by default will go to fighting games, but in Tatsunoko versus Capcom, they had giant characters. So, uh, Gold Lighton and yeah, so uh, weird. Yeah, the, <laughs> so the weird. P- PTX from Lost Planet, those are both gigantic characters that in a versus game, you would only pick one character because they were so big and they'd take up basically a tag team. <laughs> and kind of controversial when it came to tournament play because uh, some people thought they were overpowered and um, kind of ruined tournament play, but still they were allowed. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of a goofy answer, and I'm failing. What if I would like love another Mega Man? I would love another Mega Man game with. Um... Or not, Rocket Knight. Another Rocket Knight game with like, where they took if they actually like designed up like refurbished the mechas and made them like actual, like <laughs> not like Escaflowne level, but like better than like what they were. Is like more, more seriously mechas. Oh, you know, a Super Robot Wars Smash Brothers crossover. There you go. Oh wow, that'd be crazy. <sighs> Super yeah, Smash Bros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the latest Animal Crossing, you can purchase a gigantic uh not only a gigantic mech but also uh, there's like a godzilla like i have that godzilla in animal yeah. crossing new horizons Yo, yeah that's that's pretty cool <laughs> it's, um, it is. Uh, maybe uh how about a golf game have a giant robot suit in a golf game <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that might actually be a thing i think there is a golf game where you're playing as like giant robots or something actually i'm sure, we should... it, I'm sure it pops up in what the golf as well Everything's yeah, in that yeah. game. Um, I, this actually just occurred to me. I did not have an answer when I asked the question, but it would be cool if whenever they actually release the next Pikmin game, if at some point you can use the Pikmin to like animate a robot and then control the robot to like fight the little critters and stuff. That would be Yeah, fun. that sounds fun. Or, yeah, like mm. Olimar, his like ship could turn into a robot or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'd like that. I was actually just thinking of Pokemon like a giant robot, either either a giant robot to like traverse the la- the landscape in Pokemon, or to have like giant duels on like to have Pokemon duels on top of the giant robot, <laughs> or else just like a giant robot Pokemon that just can't fit in the arena. Love it, Gigantamax all over. Yeah, like you have to get in the giant robot in order to catch Gigantamax Pokemon. <laughs> I'm into it. Is that a, is that a thing already? It is, yeah. In uh, Sword and Shield, um, well, shucks. <laughs> you can you can turn your Pokemon into Kaiju, basically. <laughs> awesome, man! My nephew's like all up in that. I need to play it so we can hang out. <laughs> well, guys, it has been an absolute blast having you all on the show. Um, I'm really glad that I, I brought you on because I I, I would. I mean, y'all heard when I just kind of petered out and didn't have any words. <laughs> So, so, and you guys brought some really, really excellent music. Uh, um, Jeff, I know that you do not quite yet have a, have much of an online presence, but is there anything that you would like to uh, like to share or plug or reference? Uh, no. Okay. Cool. Think my cat has an Instagram, and that's about it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. We love Teak so he's, much. He's a, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> if Teak were a Pokemon, Jeff, what type would he be? I call him Tikachu. Ooh, Tikachu. Nice. Yeah. He's also kind of a bitch. So he, he would be <laughs> he would be fighting electric. Dual type. Yeah, he's, he's definitely go. got a bite to him. Yeah. Right. Megabyte. Well, Carlos, what would you like to uh, would you like to plug? Well, yeah, I mentioned Heroes Three already, so oh, of course. Uh, that's the podcast I co-host regularly. It's about Asian cinema. And um, a lot of kung fu movies, but not just kung fu movies. And yeah, I have a fun time doing homework for that and talking with my buddies about it. Um, yeah, check out Heroes 3 if you're interested. It's a really fun podcast, Jeff. I think that you would like it a lot. I- I've only checked out the few episodes where, where you guys talked about stuff that I already kind of knew. Uh, because yeah, and- I-, I know that if I watch all the rest, I'm going to want to watch the movies, and I don't have time right now. So <laughs> Yeah, no, I completely understand that. And that is one of the things I say. Like, Flip through our catalog, and if you see a movie that you're familiar with, um, maybe listen to the episode. You might learn something new about something you already liked. Yeah, I remember listening to the Street Fighter episode. That was super fun. It oh, was. thanks, man. I yeah, liked that, that one a lot. Um, put together the animate the animated one. I'm not sure if you did one on the live action yet. We we haven't done the Jean Claude Van Damme Street Fighter, but we did do Sonny Chiba's The Street Fighter, which is completely unrelated. <laughs> yeah, you have, also haven't done uh, Street Fighter Alpha, have you? No, no. I, I'm I'm a much bigger fan of the animated movie Street Fighter Two. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, I'd, the alpha I'd one's have... kind of weird. Yeah, it was kind of like a as... weird one-off. It thing. wasn't as good. No. Focus on like original characters, and uh, there's some nice animation, and yeah. there's a little bit of evil Ryu struggle in it, which I think is cool. But yeah, that was uh, my first doesn't... exposure to the whole concept of Dark Hado. Yeah, it it doesn't have a lot of uh, lasting power to me. Would be fun to have a, a giant robot boss fight in Street Fighter. Well, just because like I was watching a fighting game retrospective or 
a fu- like uh, you know a show about fighting games. I can't remember which one, but they were talking about how KOF King of Fighters has like all these different sagas. Mm-hmm. But Street Fighter, like they had one game where Bison wasn't the bad guy, and it didn't didn't sell very well. So they like froze <laughs> in the timeline, and it's like one particular thing, and that they understand that it can move forward, but it never will. It is, and yeah, so like. It... Street Fighter 6 is going to be like actually Street Fighter 2.6. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, curious to see. I, I as I mean, they've only shown one teaser for Street Fighter 6, and I, I mean, this is another tangent, but I, I do kind of feel like it's going to take place after three. But we'll see what happens. We know that Ryu has yeah. muscular toes, and that's about all we know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is Mecha Zangief and Mecha Cyber Akuma. I love them. God, yeah, man, I, I definitely is love really them. Awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we should, we should probably wrap before this gets any non non mechanical. Yeah, before I remember the other tangent that I was going to go off on a second ago. Oh, <laughs> yeah. actually, I just remembered it. Did you guys see the last thing? Did you guys see the uh, the news that um, the um, the guys from Mortal Kombat? Somebody suggested a uh, Capcom versus Sega fighting game crossover <laughs> wait there's a lot of different things ha- that you just said what did you, the guys it from like, Mortal it like Kombat? popped up on my on one of my google blurbs um let me see nether realm studios uh mortal Kombat creator okay so it's one of the original uh-huh. guys mortal Kombat creator calls for sega versus capcom fighting yeah game. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, it would be, be- it'd be better than what like I actually I had this like whole rant about NetherRealm Studios, but they could make if they made a mecha game. Like since their animations are really stiff, it would actually be really great for mechas. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we're not going to go off on that tangent again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, if you guys right. want to hear all about that, go check out the uh, the big comic book fighting game conversation with the three of us. And uh, the last weekend, and the messenger on VGM Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. fun. But yeah, man, I guess uh, everybody knows where to find me. And um, this episode is going to be releasing in the month of June, so that means that going on all around us right now, um, a lot of different podcasts are releasing their uh, their episodes about um, four composers that they really, really just want to spotlight for. A uh, big crossover event we're calling uh, Masters of VGM, and I don't know if my episode of with uh, Brian on on BG Mania, where Shukapow is going to join us, has uh, aired yet, but it will be around this time if it hasn't. And uh, later in the month, if all goes to plan, uh, Prof Jeff is going to be back on this show to join me and talk about some composers he likes. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about it for me. Uh, if you like the show, come comment on. Uh, Twitter, you can find me at VGM Pod, and uh, Carlito, you are also in the Twitterverse, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> my Twitter handle is at pooplos underscore z. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And uh, link to our Discord. My Discord is in the show notes. You can come talk to all of us there. Let us know about your favorite uh, magical girls or kaiju or giant robots or you know whatever. Come talk to us. And uh, yeah, anything else for you guys? Thanks for listening. And <laughs> I know we indulged ourselves quite a bit. And I do <laughs> honestly feel like there's plenty more that we could have talked about. Like uh, Jeff said, we didn't really mention Gundam that much. And uh, Gundam has been represented in video games quite a bit. And uh, some pretty good music, too. 
Um, and uh, we did lean on super robots quite a bit, and that's... I kind of felt like I had an idea that that's what it was going to be like. But, mm -hmm. um... Yeah. Hope there you was learned a, a little bit of new stuff. <laughs> there was a Gundam Super Famicom game that was, I think, my first ever exposure to emulation back in my high school computer lab in 2001. So Amazing. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> cool stuff. All right. Well, anything else, guys? Uh, nope. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again for joining me. And until next time. Play very good games. Be very good people. And keep listening to Very, very Good, good music. music. Gigant Rearbreaker! <laughs> oh man, what a fun time. <laughs> Holy moly's. Alright. Can I, can I stop my audio now? I think I should. Side note, I, uh, I turned the video off, Jeff, because I, I felt like that might have been contributing to some of the bandwidth issue. If, if it gets bad enough, I do have a backup uh, that we could possibly use, but um, we'll see how it is. So, um, mm. Are we coming through okay on your end, Jeff? Yeah. You guys sound okay. fine on my end. Yes. And I, I do All think, right. yeah, sometimes with, with Discord, video can kind of get in the way of things. And I, I know how you guys look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, I mean, I... Uh... Really, it'd be better lighting. I mean, still much better than when I had COVID. Mm. Oof. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, all three of us look exactly like our profile pictures on Discord. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine, mine has the yeah, same so hair. I, I, um... <laughs>